0: and welcome back to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Got a doozy for you. So, everyone has heard the, uh, unless you live under a rock, all the controversy surrounding uh, our president's son. He's he's a real stand-up guy. But this is more relatable to what they're doing in the DOJ to prevent what he's saying. Uh. From becoming public but it looks like too little too late so tomorrow is going to be real interesting to see uh what exactly happens so uh i have a couple of guests with me guys uh this is jerry vegas and jerry's going to be doing uh some co-hosting with me on the patriots prayer moving forward say hello
1: Hey, what's happening, folks? Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Eddie. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. And 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 the Thor-looking fellow over there—that's Gauge. Oh, I gotta unmute Gauge. <laughs> there it is. Go ahead.
2: How, are you, guys <laughs> How are you guys doing? Nice to be here. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah.
0: So we're we're gonna we're gonna unpack this, and we don't pull punches here, guys. We never we never do. We never will. It's not our thing. Um, We know that this guy has, we have more than enough evidence to railroad this guy. I mean, any normal person would have been under the jail by now. Any normal person. Um, This is, I mean, what do you say? I mean, I talk about this stuff every day, and I'm more blown away every day by how much more we find out and how much less we do it really reminds me
1: when you do voice to text and you keep getting stuck with the autocorrect function so you can't actually input what you're actually trying to say, the system is pointing fingers and the evidence is clear yet the autocorrect system keeps jumping on and I have a four-letter interpretation of that I call it the stench of desperation I can't even call it a smell It's a stench of desperation.
0: And and this is, I mean, you see the DOJ. I I think, what did they say this happened? It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Uh, I'm going to play a clip here, and I believe they said it happened on a Saturday. And uh, very interesting to see how they, I mean, they had all this opportunity to do this, to get at this guy, if they wanted him in prison, if they wanted to do anything to him. It seems odd timing, I mean, let's, let's take a listen real quick.
1: By the way, Devin Archer is testifying on Monday. Do you ever see, do you usually see the DOJ send letters like this out on a Saturday?
0: Never, never. This is the first time I've ever heard of the Department of Justice doing anything on a Saturday.
1: So what is this letter? Can you walk us through it? Uh, The government is uh, apprising the court of the status of Devin Archer's appeal of his judgment of conviction, and they request that the court set a surrender date for the defendant to report to a facility. Uh, Please walk us through what this letter says.
0: Yeah, the letter from the Department of Justice is uh, trying to nudge the judge to go ahead and uh, sentence Devin Archer. Uh, for uh, something unrelated to what we're going to be talking to him about tomorrow. Uh, It's odd that it was issued on a Saturday, and it's odd that it's right before he's scheduled to come in to uh, have an opportunity to speak in front of the House Oversight Committee and tell the American people the truth about what really went on with Burisma. So, you know, I don't know if this is a coincidence, Maria, or if this is another example of the weaponization of the Department of Justice, but I can tell you this, the lengths to which the Biden, so let's just talk about that for a second. We've seen, we talked a little bit before coming on, we've seen Giuliani's apartment get raided. We've seen the FBI not want to take certain evidence because it didn't look good for them. Um, and it, it, it's not as if we're, it, it, you know, we're living in in bizarro world, but we all seem to think that. Everything that we think that is good or right or, True, just, you know, they, they it's like everything has been turned on its head. We see phone calls come out. We've heard uh, President Biden literally threaten the life of Poroshenko over the phone. Uh, threatened to withhold an IMF loan. Told him his personal and financial security were at risk if he didn't push to provide bank the closure. We've seen the assassination of the owner of Barisma. We saw the same thing happen to his wife. We saw two whistleblowers arrested on their way here, and now they're trying to arrest a third Uh, prior to him uh, speaking in congress on monday i you know to me i think you know keep this guy absolutely as safe as he can be uh right now because if they're acting like this god knows what it is that he actually knows and what he might say why are they so afraid it makes me want to hear what he's got to say even more so what do you think
1: well it is becoming very clear from the timing of this letter and the content of this letter that there's a five-star rating given to that content and to the timing timing by Karl Marx and Benito Mussolini and we Patriots would like to find a way to dial that five out of five star rating down all the way down to yeah. Real justice. Yeah. And not all this fake, illusionary finger pointing. When somebody of significance in this administration is in high waters, suddenly they're sending the armored cruise ships to the opposition to wreak havoc, to detract from their nefarious activities.
0: That's right. Uh, it looks like they're taking. You know, whole lines directly out of Solovinsky's rule for radicals, blame others for what you do. Uh, and Obama actually stated it online on, a, on an interview before, or in a speech, rather. He said, if you flood the airways with so much mis- and disinformation, people won't know what to believe. And then, I mean, they tell on themselves. It's Because that's exactly what they've done. Now, they're saying it under the guise of saying that's what the right is doing, but the reality of it is that's exactly... What they're doing, Gauge? Did you see uh, any of these, uh, like these actions, where it looks as though they're doing things, but they're blaming the right for what they're actually doing in, the, in this gaslighting? Have you noticed this?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this isn't even the only instance. They've been doing this, you know, uh, for a while now. But I think it's just getting more blatant in a way. Like uh, it just kind of showcases the bias in the actual you know system like if you go against their narrative they will attack you like no other like they did Trump in the media but you know if if you somehow jeopardize what they have planned or their innocence you know it's just it's, it's mind blowing how this is even bang, Honestly, I I'd take,
0: I'd take and listen to what the FBI whistleblower stated at the end of his testimony and it is one of the most cold and chilling instances of a guy whose family was put in harm's way. He was retaliated against by the government for being a whistleblower. Um, they literally held on to all of his clothes and all of his things and left his family homeless for a period of time. Uh, and he, they asked him quite, uh, just point blank, they said, "If uh, what are, what would you tell other people that are out there that want to testify and become whistleblowers and 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 let the truth be known Uh, and he said don't do it he said these people your government will crush you you don't understand they will crush you and it was bone chilling because when he said it the way he said it with that fervor and that look in his eyes He was being as honest as anyone could be. They have put this man through hell. They put his family through hell. They've ruined his reputation. You have the entire intelligence community on your back calling you uh, 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 a traitor for doing right. How bad is it when the whole federal government stands on the back of a guy trying to do right and throw him under the bus while all the time acting like their way is the right way? This is why. This is why. I mean, it, it's very. It's why I use that term, bizarro world, where everything is upside in and and inside out, and uh, criminals are new victims, tax-paying citizens are treated like uh, just tyrants and oppressors, and it's this whole narrative that's created around these things to make it seem. Just take the Jason Aldean song, for instance, right. The, the song was about criminals. He was, the, the whole song, he's uh, uh, carjack an old lady at a red light, sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk, a sidewalk, pull the gun of, on the owner of a liquor store. I mean, so there's a guy who's committing armed robbery, stealing property from an old lady, and holding somebody up, uh, or or stealing a car. This is, and everyone's, you're, 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 uh, you're calling for violence. You're, you're, you know, I, I didn't get it because he's talking bad about crime, people committing crimes and criminals, and these people don't want to offend him. They act like, whoa, hold up. We, we don't want to offend those people. Those bad guys, we, you know, they might do it again. So in my mind, when you say don't offend them because they, you know, you're really being, um, for, for lack of a better word, you're you're just a damn sissy at that point, Right. Uh, you're you're afraid of the criminal element in your in your neighborhood and your city and that sort of thing. So what you shut up so you don't offend them and cower in the corner. There needs to be a counter to the counterculture. I close off every one of my podcasts by saying, very simply, uh, the the silent majority need to stop being silent and stand their ground, and and that's what it really is. Uh, we need to not be afraid of the consequence of uh, of doing whatever is right at any point in time, in any place.
2: Here, hold on a second. What was that? I think, you know, everybody is in a world where it's the, you know, like for instance, the DOJ's responsibility to ensure that truth and in, uh, innocence is preserved and protected. But when they deny their responsibility and do quite the opposite, I think they're forcing that responsibility into the public's hands. And it is our responsibility when nobody else protects the truth and the innocence. That's correct. Point blank. That's correct.
0: And we know
1: what the right thing to do is. And right now, prayer warriors and patriots' faith is being tested. So I would like to throw out for all you listeners, Psalms, 37, 4, and 5. Delight thyselves also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. As well as, if you're trying to make sense of all of this, I'm to cryptically going to encourage all the listeners to check out Ecclesiastes 10.2, and you will find some clarity of mind
0: of what's going on right now. So, you know, we as Christians look at everything that we talk about on a daily basis on this show. And we try to see the world through the eyes of God. We we try to see these, because it's the only way they make sense. I mean, obviously as believers, we know we live in a time and a day and an age where we're seeing prophecy come to pass. Uh, we're seeing... Uh, a lot of indications that re- there's real evil in this world and even more indication that there are less and less good people willing to stand up against it. And, you know, those, this is why I think they take such a hard line against Christianity. Because this is the one if true Christianity now. We're not talking about the Methodists and, and the Lutheran churches that are ordaining people from the LGBTQ community uh, creating their own version of God and worshiping. We're not talking about those. We're talking about real Christians, not people who demonize the name of Christ. You know, these guys will stand on principle, and you can do anything up into taking their lives, and they won't move off their square. That's why they hate them. This is why they haven't released the Nashville shooters. Uh, uh what was it? The manifesto, right? So this 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 girl goes into. Uh, a school and shoots three little kids, three innocent little kids, and three adults. She used to she formerly was a student at that school. and and, and I know just from uh, spending a lot of time on this and posting about it on uh, on social media, by and large, the people who don't like that kind of content uh, are from that community. The first thing they do is start demonizing. What about the church? they they go immediately after the church uh, when they don't have a leg to stand on uh, whatsoever and they like to justify as to why it is they're trying to indoctrinate and speak to children and go into classrooms and read to them and try to create this new narrative and get their minds while they're young. This is what they're doing. They even made songs up about it where they had parodies where they were literally singing, we're coming for your children. And you know. And then they, when you have two mass shootings within a 12-month period committed by less than 1% of the population, they are less than 1%, of the overall population in the United States. But yet, they're responsible for two mass shootings within a 12-month period. Several instances of women being attacked for standing up and not allowing them to use locker rooms and bathrooms. I have videos of them attacking, uh, of a high school girl getting attacked with uh, no no less than 50 people standing around and watching this and observing it and recording it, but no one stepping in. And it, this is this is... This is the world um, that we live in, and this is why I have such a hard time. What better way for an evil man to succeed than for a good man to stand by and do nothing? Evil only it, prevails when good men do nothing. Yeah, so, so say, say it again. Evil only
1: prevails when good men do nothing. Also in Dante's Inferno, it said that yes. the spaces, the, the hottest spaces hottest. in hell, are reserved for those who observe atrocities and do nothing. Also, what you just said, Eddie, is referred to as the bystander effect. And there's a one poignant metaphor. It's a story that really describes it. So there was a college professor, first day of school, that had circular seating. And he put a little goldfish in a vase in the middle. Okay. And he instructed everybody and said, listen and listen carefully. When I leave this room, nobody's allowed to talk to each other or move. If anybody talks to each other or gets off their seat, you will get a failing grade for this class, so you must follow instructions. Then, before he left the room, he took the goldfish out of the little aquarium and placed them to flutter around on the surface of the desk. He left. Everybody just looked at each other. About two or three minutes went by for this poor fish to just flutter around, trying to gasp for oxygen, which is provided within the water. Finally, after about three or four minutes, one female jumped up and said, screw this, took the fish, and placed it back into the aquarium. The professor came in after that, and looked at everyone and said, Look at what the system has done to you all. Certifying yet again that it was just another psyop and people are falling for it. Start becoming good Samaritans. Not only does it rectify the path of humanity, but also will it elevate your spirit and the spirit of everyone around you.
0: It's, 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 when when we don't step in, when we don't get involved, when we're not we're not being Christian. If you if you claim to be a Christian, if you claim to be a real true, real life believer in God, and you see things but you say nothing, uh, you're not involved. You you don't. People don't realize that we are soldiers in a fight, and the fight is happening. You're watching the war. It's it's happening right now. If everyone's waiting for some future event to kick off where we're in the last days and now we need... No, it's happened. It's right now. It's it's going on. Look out front. Uh, Watch how people demonize Sound of Freedom. This is a movie about little children being sold into slavery and used as child sex trafficking. Uh, This is real stuff, but for some reason the media didn't like the narrative. They didn't like the coverage. They did not like the light that was being shined on it. And they, they talked about it terribly. They talked about the actors terrible. They tried to say that's not what happened because they dramatized the movie a little bit. They tried to continuously say that the movie was a flop even though it did very, very well in the box office. They tried anything and everything that they could. And with one voice, you know, they, they stood against this movie and that was so telling not for the people that liked the movie but for the people that were willing to... You know, sit there and, and demonize actors and people that are just looking out for children. It tells you exactly who they are, what their what their spirit is. Right? right. I
2: mean, In, that
0: In
1: that context, I just watched, I just watched a video watched. of Mark Wahlberg, really liked what he was saying. Mark Gibson has become very involved, Jim Caviezel, and now Mark Wahlberg. And he spoke up and said that now... The hunters the child predators are becoming the hunters they hunted the hunters becoming the hunted and they have nowhere to go i hope it's not controlled opposition i hope it's genuine i hope things are happening because to inflict pain and torture to a child And even have the gall to say, oh, the UN is now apparently advocating and the World uh, Economic Forum is advocating for 9- and 10-year-olds to choose adult sexual partners. How absurd is that? Absolutely satanic, demonic, uh, Moloch, whatever metaphors you want to give. It is unacceptable and everybody must stand up because if we don't stand up, all our children will... Be decimated, which will mean what for moving forward as humanity? Yes, some of the people that are standing up might be crushed by these nefarious wheels. However, these nefarious wheels cannot crush the spirit of all prayer warriors and patriots. And if there is some sacrifice to rectify the path away from the darkness and restore the path towards the light, that's just... What needs to be done? Sanity, fairness, and justice. We need to find a way towards the light, and every single one of us is responsible for making a contribution because otherwise, you are no better than the oppressor.
0: That's right.
2: Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's so, there's so much misinformation and, you know, false things out there, things out there it's hard to determine. What, what is actually true? So, you know, maybe people have a conflict in, oh, I can't act because I don't know if that's actually true or not. But you know what was given to us by God, our intuition, our morality, our free will. And if you go against that, like even how the is inscribed into everything, like military, chain of command, uh, do what you're told without questioning it. You are being, you know, schooled into... Throwing away your free will by God, you know, like to think for yourself. Yeah. God gave you that, you know, and that is the best thing you have. Don't just, you know, discard that. Trust what your gut tells you. Trust, I, I think you're you know, describing
0: individualism.
2: But I'm to us by God. And when they're telling you to don't act on how you feel. That's taking away your God-given yeah. right. Like we feel that way for a reason. That's you know, right. we see wrong. We do. it's just man. People trust yourselves. You got to trust yourself.
1: Do you guys know why these evil forces are targeting the smallest of children? They literally have the audacity to put on their agenda. Agenda point number one: defeat God, and if they attack innocence they feel like they're hurting God and making God retreat and somehow their delusional creed is that they can somehow defeat God by coming after the most innocent beings God this is
0: essentially what Hitler was doing right he figured that if he could exterminate the Jews that he would disprove the existence of God um it 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 never fails time and time again. Uh, as a matter of fact, did you know that when uh, we were in the, during the Iraq War, that uh, Saddam Hussein was actually trying to rebuild the city of Babel? Remember, God yes. said that it would never ever happen. Yes. And so while he's in the middle of the reconstruction of the city of Babel, he gets he gets dead.
1: And he tried to put us back in the gold standard, rather than just fictional value of limitless print. Hey, knock knock. By the way, if you guys can just print money endlessly, why do we got to pay taxes? Well, we all know the answer.
2: Reserve, we're going to find a reason to go to war with you. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Every time somebody talks about nationalizing their their GDP or, or any product, that has led to wars. Like, for Gaddafi, for instance, disarmed nuclear He disarmed completely. He invited everybody in. He came over here, he did an interview with Larry King. He he did everything proper to say, Hey, look, I'm not a threat to you guys. I'm I'm here and I, I wanna talk this out, I wanna work this out, and we killed him. <laughs> and
1: we never found any weapons of mass destruction actually. No. as I understand it, the terminology the terminology mass destruction destruction weapons of mass destruction was referring to the knowledge of the deep corruption that some of these individuals so, could have pointed out specifically and contextualized, and that was a threat
0: so the iraq the war this this is the way that sequence of events goes for people who don't understand what actually happened to saddam hussein during during the first uh attack over there in iraq we were over there desert storm desert freedom and when we were we before we went, we agreed that we wouldn't go into Baghdad. Now, when we went there, we had uh, people given up to news reporters in the beginning, literally live on TV. We convinced so many people that were pro-American and Iraq at that time, so many people to take up arms and go take their country back. We told them to. So we we get we they they're at the border of Kuwait and Iraq. All these. Uh, citizens take up arms, coached on by the Americans at that time. Norman Schwarzkopf is in in office. This is during uh, Bush's tenure. And they start marching their way toward Baghdad. And when they were marching their way toward Baghdad, President Bush and Schwarzkopf told him, pull back. Essentially what David did to Uriah after he slept with Bathsheba. And And he said, pull back. And when they did, the Republican Guard came in and slaughtered all of those Iraqi people who were attempting a a coup to overthrow their government. So when they talked about all those unmarked graves for thousands of people, we're as much at fault for those graves as anyone. Because we told those people, take up arms and go fight. And then we pulled back and we watched the slaughter. And then later on, fast forward to... Uh, when Bush Jr. is in office, then we use that crime that he committed to then arrest him and, and get him hanged for the crime that we set him up to commit, and, and and that that's that is the actual sequence of events.
2: Go ahead. I think it was in uh, I think 2001 or whatever they had published something that uh, there was like 11 or 13 countries that weren't under the Federal Reserve banking system. And after all those years of war, like, we found an excuse to go into so many countries. But after that, you know, the countries were like Libya, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq. And after all the war and stuff, when we pulled out, there's only like one or two countries that are not on the Federal Reserve. Like, it's just an ulterior motive for everything. And they don't care how many lives are wasted, how many people come home with PTSD over realizing I just killed families for a lie. Like, They don't care how much they destroy us, somebody else's country. It's just... It it reminds me of
0: the speech given by Eisenhower when he was on his way out of office, when he apologized for the creation of the military-industrial complex, and he, he apologized to the American people, and he said that, essentially, that these people are going to have so much power that... They will essentially the way that he phrased it, and I'm paraphrasing. Essentially, said that they wouldn't they would get to a point, or there was uh, the propensity for them to get to a point where they didn't have to take orders from a president, where they were above the law, and that's what you're seeing acted out right now. You're seeing that uh, where it's like there are people. Matter of fact, during the UFO UAP uh, whistleblower testimony, they they actually discussed. Portions of the government that operate above and outside of federal authority
1: to normalize it
0: and and, and and they and he said it with a straight face and he even said they're misappropriating funds in order to pay for these programs and so that whistleblower said they were going to give uh, the congressman a list of people to talk to and ways to show him which things they're funding uh, and black budgets and where that money's actually going. It's going to be an interesting uh, couple of months uh, here, but what about this UFO, UAP stuff? What, what I mean, we had these guys come on TV, essentially say we recovered UFOs um, and, and that had biologics in them. Uh, so he's essentially saying, yeah, we have we have alien like I don't want to say alien, because like him, I'll just say non-human, because I don't necessarily, I don't believe that they're from another planet somewhere Um, That sort of thing. I think that's the lie. Um, I I think that there were things here on earth already. Uh, We read about them as Christians. I I believe they're fallen angels. There are several instances, to me anyway, in the Bible where you can liken the, uh, like, Ezekiel's uh, encounter with that ship that came down with a wheel inside of a wheel spinning and all this. You look at that thing. It's a UFO. UFO. Um, you you have Enoch going with God, Jesus going up in a cloud. I mean, you got to remember the day and age in which these things were written and how they would describe someone who flies. Maybe this is why they say angels have wings. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of that. But the one thing that I cannot buy into is that our government, um, you know, he said they've been talking with them since the thirties, communicating with them. Um, I think a lot of them is what's behind this absolute evil we see right now. I am a firm believer we're in the last days, uh, and I am a firm believer. So I'll I'll get a little conspiratorial, right? Let's have fun with it. So the Bible says that we have all entertained angels unawares, right? You You know the verse. So if we've entertained angels unawares, that means we've encountered beings that, to us, appear to be human but they're not. You see where I'm going with this, right? Um, what What makes you think that that everyone that you think is who they appear to be? What What if you know, just putting it out there? What if somebody's not? What it? I mean, how far does this go? I mean, could you have even imagined this in in like the 80s or the early 90s being the news? The whole world would have stopped.
2: The, hold on one second go ahead I think that's the goal now because there is so much, like everything that's coming to light now is jeopardizing the whole structure of you know western civilization like Rome is about to fall again so what would need it to be you know in the news to take everybody's mind off such a huge thing something so massive like life outside the earth like that would be something that is on that level like you can't something terrestrial that would outdo what's coming to life you would have to literally go far beyond that and say aliens are coming or something like something like that it, you know, and like it,
0: it also, also sets the stage for a one world government guys because this is this is you know let's fake an alien invasion and uh and, and under the guise of us all being in danger uh, of these things now all of the world governments take a back seat to this one committee. I believe it will start off as a committee of bipartisan people that everyone will get somebody on that committee from all over the world. Um, and that committee will be the one that will start this the world governance. This is what they've been trying to do forever and ever and ever. And now all of the pieces are falling in line. You look at the river Euphrates. They say when that river dries up, the kings of the east will will march on Jerusalem. Who's the kings of the east? Who's in charge in the east right now? And who's looking for world domination? Who's located in the east? China. The Euphrates is literally almost dried completely up right now. Israel became a nation in 48. We see the lawlessness in the streets that was talked about by Christ in Matthew 24. People don't have love. They turn on their parents. They turn on anyone and everyone Uh, with their own selfish motives. They live their lives selfishly. When we grew up, we had a a sense of uh, shame when we did something wrong. We we also had a sense of honor, and we believed in legacy. We wanted to make our parents proud. We wanted to leave a, a mark on the world and become something. These kids don't. They don't. They think only about themselves. And when you say something to them, it's my life, I do what I want. They don't see the shame they're bringing on their family. They don't care. They just don't care. Uh, yeah.
1: So uh, in this context, I'd like to uh, talk about Matthew 5.16. Let your light shine so bright that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. But right now, Eddie and Gage, I have a little bit of a Tourette's attack coming on. For the last topic, Project Bluebeam, DARPA, Project Blue Beam, DARPA, Project Bluebeam, DARPA, and hey, let me set the stage for you guys real quick. So, there is an alien invasion. Woo, woo, woo,
2: woo, woo, woo,
1: woo. Right. Take me to your leader. All of Americans are going to look at each other. Take them to our leader. No, that's too embarrassing. What are we doing now, man? Right. What are we doing now, man? Take us to your leader. Oh my goodness. Take your
2: Who would you feel comfortable with
1: bringing them to? Like nobody, bro. There's nobody worth I mean, will we go and take him to Let's Go Brandon? No.
0: <laughs> no, they would laugh at us and destroy us.
1: That's what I'm saying. We would be too embarrassed. We would have to make up another cover story. Hey, real quick though, from the last topic that you were talking about, Iraq. Can we talk about Gilgamesh? Because if we can talk about Gilgamesh without being taken off the air, this guy right over there will have some very qualified inputs.
0: So let's preface that though, so people understand what we're what we're talking about. So everyone has heard the story of Noah and the flood that occurred. the story of Nova, uh, Noah, Noah it, it was a it was a worldwide event, worldwide flood. That that flood. Uh, was also written about by other people as well, and that that became what's known as the other writing is called the Epic of Gilgamesh. And Gilgamesh, uh, from my understanding, he was a Nephilim. And Anunnaki too, yeah. yeah. Anunnaki, which is which which were angels. Anunnaki just means from the sky they came, and they were the fallen angels because it said that they landed on Mount Hebron and in taught incantations and magic to. The women of that time, when they took them to be wives, right? So, um, Gilgamesh uh, was in the uh, ter- uh, in the area of where like Iraq is today, which is the cradle of civilization. For people who don't know, because it's between the Tigris and Euphrates, we know that uh, that the Garden of Eden was over there somewhere, right in that area. So, when the Iraq War first started. Before any of this, you know, it was, it, the story they wanted us told uh, was was really all we saw in the mainstream news. But there was an area inside of Iraq that we sent soldiers to immediately, and we secured, and that was the Zegarat. And we we took something out of there. Well, and, we was a certain foundation. Uh, a
1: certain foundation that starts with a C.
0: So, uh Fill me in, because this is kind of what I know, and there was, like, some alien technology they said they took out of there and that sort of thing. But that was kind of the end, and everything else has been kind of, like, circumspect.
2: What do you know about this? Okay, so supposedly um, that was the first military move when we got into the Middle East. It wasn't, you know... Uh, Secured the weapons of mass extraction or let's find this cave Saddam's in. They had units go to this museum or whatever place that held these artifacts and they literally stole dozens of ancient artifacts dealing with the Nephilim and Gilgamesh. Now, Hillary's emails Supposedly had the topic of the location of Gilgamesh's tomb in it. And that was why it was so important. They were looking for this. Now, there is a clip online somewhere that has Gilgamesh, like, they found this, and it has the body laying there of Gilgamesh. It does not look like a mummy or anything. It looks like this guy is asleep. He oh, or is this, this the one where it looks
0: like he's got nails through his lips and
2: long and, dread, it's like really uh, long hair, and he's buff and he looks real tan. And just like, for like reference, we're talking like
1: about a ten about, or twelve foot oh, minimum
2: being. Oh yeah,
1: giant guy.
2: Maybe even 14, fourteen,
1: sixteen, or eighteen feet. That is feet.
2: supposedly the tomb of Gilgamesh. If you know what video clip I'm talking about. Yeah, I think yeah, I do. That is what that is, and if. So no, they just,
0: build it, sure it, I believe, as a, a body they said they brought back from the moon. That,
2: that, I, don't I don't know how that would... I don't think I don't they think can get outside, outside the firmament. I don't, think, I don't think they've ever been to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right, so All right. any of you, any of you listeners <laughs> so that
1: have a friend, a friend that's an engineer, engineer can, can verify, verify the, following. the following. There is no, no. atmospheric pressure above 65,000 feet, which is the equivalent of 5.3 miles. So you make any deductions after that. There is zero atmospheric pressure above 65,000 feet, which is 5.3 miles.
0: Yeah, if, uh, if everything that, you know, we, we, we're now into a day and age where the government is admitting UAPs are real. We have absolute evidence without any doubt that our president is crooked we see that the fbi is taken up for them we know that the director of the fbi was employed by the ccp ahead of time before becoming the uh, director of the fbi we have a former uh, president of the united states whose dad funded hitler during world war two speaking of bush they own brown brothers harriman and uh, hamburg american shipping lines where they actually uh, used to sneak nazis into the country uh, Warner, Warner Braun Braun was the uh, the scientist <laughs> that we took from uh, Nazi science. Yeah. From, yeah. The Nazi, si- Nazi. who literally has, has the firmament on, his, on his, his tombstone. Yeah. And Margaret Sanger,
1: who was in charge of population control for the Nazis, became the head of what organization? Planned
0: Parenthood. That's right. Both say it again say it again
2: uh, but warner Bond. okay that guy who's a top nazi scientist general no Winter i'm talking about your
0: margaret singer remark
2: so What? It's not like you so gonna go like to jail for war oh yeah it's not it's, we're not gonna take you to jail for war crimes or execute you or anything like we're gonna that gonna you know, we're gonna elevate activate, you we're gonna give you a yeah, new title control you're of you're one of the be highest be funded in charge programs of something
1: good or at least a pretend <laughs> good
0: she she called people in the in the in the bibliography that I read she actually referred to black people as human weeds, and one of the she's a very extremely racist person. So a, a lot of people tend to think that the side switched right and left, like we took at some point in history, the right became the left and the left became the right. I do think that's valid but not for the reasons that they think. And, and let me finish. The reason why I say that is because the First Amendment used to be what the ACLU and all those left-wing mobs fought. They, they cared so much about. Now they don't for some reason. It seems as though uh, the, the people on the right kind of have a lock on, on free speech. They hated the fact that uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter and is allowing free speech. They call it violence. Speech is violence. I ain't never felt a word in my life.
2: Riots and burning down people's things—that was not the civilians. That was like paid off groups, of bro. But that wasn't violent. They actually would like pay to bail those people out of jail and send them with more stuff to go cause other riots in other cities. There were there was a pack of them traveling across the country. Like,
0: what? I I think personally, here's here's my take on Antifa. I think Antifa is literally a white supremacist group, and I'll tell you why. Because every time they go into where a BLM protest is happening, they jump on the back of the movement, they go into that area, and absolutely lay waste to everything. They destroy everything, set fires, do whatever, and then they bail out, and the people whose community they seemingly were protest, uh, protesting for is destroyed, and they're somewhere else laughing about it. You don't know who they are. Anything to control the narrative. Any, uh, absolutely, any, like you said, anything to control the narrative. And
1: now they want to label right-wingers fascist. So I would like to lend some historical perspective on this because that is not possible. There is the middle, moderate. Then there's right-wing. Far-right is conservatism and reactionism. Now the worst case of reactionism were the uh, crusades, the Christian crusades, where they literally killed people for not believing what they believed. That was very bad, very bad. Now let's go to the left. So there's the left, and then there's the far left. The far left is comprised both of socialism and communism. That is the historical perspective. And derivations of communism and socialism are such things as Marxism, Stalinism, Leninism, fascism, Nazism. So it is absolutely impossible
0: to label a right-winger fascist. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, the reality of it is, is they're the party of cancel culture, right? They truly don't want the other opinion. They don't want open discourse. They don't want people to know the truth. They essentially treat the citizens of this country like they're absolute idiots, and they need someone in charge of them for their own well-being. This is how, uh, uh, I, I, what is the word here? They're so just condescending. Because we're royals and you're peasants, this is their attitude. Patronizing, yeah, patronizing, very patronizing, and they love that gaslighting thing. They absolutely love this gaslighting thing. But the the question is, how do we get back to a common sense uh, norm in the United States when the media, the law enforcement agencies, all the way through the uh, all the way through the Secret Service, who just covered up a cocaine. Uh, deal think in the White House. Yeah, they, they, what was that, Gage? Oh, need
2: to think for yourself. themselves. Think for yourself. Also, also for yourself. we need to find
1: a way to shed light on the following phenomena. So George Orwell, the author of 1984, one of the last quotes in the book and in the movie is the following. The last and most final and important command the party has for you is to disbelieve your eyes. And that is the final and most quintessential command. I euphemized a little bit so you all please look it up. But that is exactly what is happening right now. People are fed parroting propaganda and they just spew it, regurgitate it, and repeat it without actually making the physical observation.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we all know what, what's going on with the Bidens. We see the tapes. We hear them. We see the videos. And yet they come out and they say, they have no evidence. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> are, are you really? I mean, have you bumped your head? There's no evidence? Have you, have you seen the evidence? Hold on, Eddie. There is no evidence. I don't see any. Where's the evidence, Eddie? Right, exactly. They 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 know they know that there's evidence. Um, they they've heard all the. But just imagine everything that we have access to, everything that we know that trickles out to the public. They know ten times more than we do. And 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 this is this is their. This is I mean this is why I have no trust in them anymore. And, and it's so bad that once you lose absolute trust in law enforcement agencies and the government, when you start to realize they're not going to do their jobs and you can't trust them, when you actually really, really believe that, that is that is really, like, that's the last straw. There's no there, you're, From that point forward, you're going to have people in society that are going to start taking up for themselves. Why call the police? They're not going to do nothing. You're going to start to see more shootings, more robberies. More people standing up for themselves. But look what this government will do, just like they did in New York. They locked up the victim of an armed robbery, locked up an old man who got robbed by someone else. Mm-hmm. They locked up the old man for protecting his bodega. They locked up the, the rancher in Arizona for protecting his property. They, they are treating citizens like they are the criminals.
1: But guess where they don't do that? In Texas. A father went into a barn, heard his daughter screaming, 12-year-old daughter screaming, found her in a barn without clothes with a child predator on top of her. Well, he swiftly took care of some vigilante justice and incurred no judicial penalties whatsoever.
2: If he was in New York
0: or L.A., he'd be under the jail. Hold
2: on, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, back in the day, there was an instance where uh, a karate instructor took a boy and, like, kidnapped him for, like, a weekend or something and did inappropriate things to him. And before the trial, they were, and this was on live television, the father of the boy pretended to be on a payphone. And as they walked this man in handcuffs right by him, he turned around and shot him in the head. Oh, yeah, he was on the payphone. Yeah, on the payphone. Yes, and I think he had, like, three years of probation. Uh, didn't go to jail or whatever. It was exactly. justified, and you damn right it was justified. You are damn right it was, I don't even have kids, but I would do that for any kid. You serious? Like your your head's not
0: in the frame. You want to stay uh, back? You're I'm good. ugly anyway. They don't. You know. <laughs> hey guys, let me lighten the mood for
1: a little bit. Sure. Do you guys hear the tow truck backing up into the driveway? Would any of us really be surprised with as much truth as we are speaking right now? If our vehicles were towed out of the driveway right now, and then suddenly there were some uh, who knows what material in there, 10 pounds of cocaine, 50 machine guns, some underage kids, because that is what the system is great at doing, framing people to speaking the truth. With atrocities and undermining their character and undermining the truth. And oftentimes, if somebody gets killed, and this happened to Tashi Farmer Brown on Mother's Day 2017, this man at the Venetian Casino asked two officers for help because he said there was somebody stalking and following him. The officers were just laughing at him. But then, after he retreated and just walked away from the officers, apparently the officers started pursuit of Tashi Farmer Brown, and soon he was dead. So, he was dead already, but now that wasn't enough yet. Now they had to smear his character. They killed him first, and then they killed his character. Well, these strategies are being employed repetitively repetitively, over and over again, and I believe the American patriots are waking up to that, and that's why it seems to, to be an accelerated, uh, accelerated pace for all these crazy things happening all at once. It's yeah. almost like they have preconditioned us because we watched some shows, whether it was comedy sitcoms or drama or whatever, you know – couple things happen in each show but then at some point at a critical stage of the show everything happens all at once and this is called subliminal planting in our minds so when it happens in real life it doesn't seem so overwhelming
0: and we 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 just yeah exactly we 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 just saw this with the ufo uap whistleblower deal i mean whether or not any of us believe that that's all the government and it was all bs or whatever the case really is about any of this, the fact that they were willing to go on TV and say it, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, What about this inflation? (laughs) Like, they just said aliens were real. They just said UFOs were real, and we can't defend against them. And we have alien bodies, and we've been dealing with them since the 30s. I mean, this is, it's really nuts. And then we just acted like it was a bother like if they would have said that in the eighties or nineties, the world would have stopped. It would have completely stopped, and and they also took the time to discuss the fact that they were hostile. I mean, they were hostile. They they had emergency landed jets. Like they told a lot of stories about these things, and like the world just kept on going.
2: Like so, they're probably benign.
0: And, and, and
2: believe the opposite. Obvious lie because if you're if okay if aliens are a thing right. And they're traveling across the vastness vacuum of space to come here, right? And they have for however long. And they have these ships that literally can go faster than ours, stop at the drop of a dime, change directions and without killing the pilots with the G-forces. They would obliterate us with their technology if they were hostile. There's nothing we could do. I I think it's obvious that they're not hostile, quite facts. You know like you guys, I don't think the
1: thing you guys realize though that psyops it's actually the government's job to purport psyops because what is and this is just a quick semantics lesson but what is the actual definition of government either one Gover of you jump in govern means control Ment comes from mentia mind so it
0: literally translates Mind, Mind control. control. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and we live we live in times where, I mean, I, I I wake up. I used to hate the news. I couldn't stand it. Was boring to me. It's like it's the same stuff over and over again. Nothing happened. This right here, um, after after nine eleven happened, it was just something that took hold of the country at that point. And then you were extremely mad, and then you realized, oh, shoot, you were mad at the wrong people. You know, they they weren't even responsible. We were so angry at all the wrong people based on what the story we were told. And then when we started digging and figuring out what really took place and how many true anomalies there really were in their story, uh, then we all of a sudden became conspiracy theorists. And, uh, it was just, I just imagine, I mean, you have four planes off course for two and a half hours and some of the most secure airspace in the entire world. And all four of them disintegrate upon impact. There are no black boxes found and, um, not even any piece of the plane that could be found And all the real witnesses that were up front and said what they saw all of a sudden those interviews don't happen anymore. And 168 cameras at the world, uh, at the, excuse me, at the Pentagon were all said to have uh, malfunctioned. So they give us five frames that show this thing coming into view and then disappearing into the side of the Pentagon. However, when you take a look at the whole left in the side of the Pentagon, it was literally 10 by 16 foot across. Use so blue beam. You can measure it right on the, right on the computer screen. 10 by 16 foot across. It had windows on either side of it. The windows were intact. The furniture, when you look through the hole in the building on either side of it, also intact, not singed or burned or anything like that. You get through to the last layer of the Pentagon. There is a perfectly round hole with nothing laying on the opposite side. So whatever it was, it was an incendiary device because there was nothing left of it. There was no black boxes. There was no suitcases. There were no people. But there was a lady who grabbed her baby that was went to work that day, took the baby in tow with her at her desk, ran out of that hole, created, they said, by that airplane. However, there was no airplane there.
1: How many airplane parts were put in a museum or put up for auction on eBay? Zero. Not one.
0: Say again, Gage?
2: Before or after all the guys in black suits came running out, into the pentagon's lawn picking up all the scrap pieces
0: yeah no bigger than a matchbook they said right no bigger than a matchbook most of them
2: talk about the 9-11 things for next show show. next show
0: (laughs) we're we're, we're gonna do that we're definitely gonna do that i'm gonna have a please have have a have a open discussion and we're just gonna tear all of the the conspiracy theory stuff we're gonna talk about whatever and what you know anything it just I guess we'll have our version of a, of a Joe Rogan experience, right? So Sounds good. I, I, this, is, it, this has been eye-opening. I appreciate both of you guys coming on, spending this time. Um, I, I definitely like your insights, and uh, it's going to be fun moving forward, uh, I can already tell. Um, so with that said, uh, we, we are going to have a couple of people on the podcast coming up in the next week or two. Uh, we have a military panel that's going to be uh, joining us. We're going to be doing uh, a whole uh, a whole podcast essentially talking about all of the news that we deal with on the Patriots Prayer daily and the news that I bring you. But I want the opinions of those who actually have skin in the game. So we got somebody from the DOI, Department of Interior, right? So Special Forces, Marines, Marines. Uh, one of the guys was a, uh, a translator and a helicopter pilot, uh, Daryl Sheldon, who was trapped in Afghanistan for some time, and the villagers protected him. And uh, he's got a book out, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to have John Ponder on. John Ponder was the guy that was pardoned by President Trump. He's going to have a lot of interesting things to say, and he's going to talk about his organization and about his fight against recidivism uh it just uh, an amazing organization to which i'm glad to be a part of called hope for prisoners and uh it's just going to be a really interesting time moving forward uh with these guests and as of course i think i've told everyone and told my listeners uh i will be taking a small break from the podcast uh not very long one because i'm getting married right so it's it's not just i'm not being lazy i think that if i did a podcast on my honeymoon my wife would decapitate me in my sleep <laughs> So I'm not. I'm. I'm but, not. But
1: but on the ho- first honeymoon night, if you give her the business properly, she might be off sleeping by two yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And you can. That ain't go got nothing
0: it. to do with baby <laughs> Jesus. What he's talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, guys. Conspiracy
1: theory. I just want to give a quick um, historical perspective on the definition of that and the origin of it. So, after JFK was assassinated. Very few people believe the official narrative of the magical bullet traveling at uh, 13 degrees, at Unscarred. and then I take it back. So basically, the organization, the organization that Bush Sr. ended up implementing coined the phrase conspiracy theorist to undermine what all of, or most of, the American people were questioning as not being a correct narrative. Mm-hmm. And ever since that... They've been writing this conspiracy theory term, which now may as well Means be recoined. Hey, we
0: told you two years
1: ago. That's what conspiracy theory should be now. Hey, we told you two years ago.
0: Yeah, I think all the conspiracy theory friends that I had uh, by at this juncture, uh, this time that we live in, uh, they should all be holding their heads pretty high, walking around with the smuggest look that they possibly can, saying, I told you so. I absolutely told you so. So if Alex Jones used to be like the crazy guy, right? It was like just completely over-the-top, eccentric, reporting things, and they always tried to use that against him. And now every damn thing that he talked about more or less is happening. He did a show in 2009 where a doctor came in from Panama and did an interview with uh, Jesse Ventura. She said in 2009, guys, 2009, that, uh, that all this uh, compulsory vaccination and all this stuff was going to mm-hmm. happen. And and if anyone remembers, mm-hmm. right before Trump's tenure as president, after he was elected, Anthony Fauci said that he was going to be uh, governing during the time when there was a pandemic. He, he told it ahead of time the pandemic was going to happen while Trump was president. You know. He's, he's not the amazing Kreskin or any of that. He, the guy's he's not psychic, so it was more to it than that. And now Rand Paul is introducing uh, a criminal investigation, right? He's pushing for uh, prosecution on Anthony Fauci now that the emails have been made public, and now it's well-established fact that Anthony Fauci lied under oath. So there's going to be a lot to come with that, too. But uh, we're going to close out today, guys, and uh, as usual... The silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer.